Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. So we've been looking at the topic of kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We have learned that if you look in the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you will see the main topic of Jesus' preaching, teaching was about the kingdom. In Matthew 4, we see Jesus starting his ministry. Matthew 4 verse 23 said, he, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and disease among the people. That's where he started, in Galilee, his ministry. Matthew, that's Matthew 4 verse 23. Then as you come to Matthew chapter 9 verse 35, now we see that his ministry has expanded. The same scripture that you read is repeated here, but now it says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the kingdom, healing every sickness and disease. Hallelujah. So the main topic that he preached on was about the kingdom. And we understood that what did he teach? He taught the foundational doctrines. Repentance, faith, the uh, baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment. So the foundational doctrines that we learn, that those are the original teachings of Christ. But all these were taught with a kingdom perspective. He started his ministry saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. That's what his main teaching was on the kingdom. And whatever foundations that we are learning, those are the foundations by which the kingdom operates. Hallelujah. So that's why we are learning these things. So our main focus right now is to impart a kingdom mentality into the people. And we saw that whenever he preached on the kingdom, miracles, signs and wonders followed. Jesus preached it in the Gospels. We, as we come into the book of Acts, we see the same thing uh, happened to Paul. He preached on the kingdom, signs and wonders followed. Philip, the same thing happened. So it's a pattern that we see in the Bible. They preached on the kingdom, then, then they brought the people into the kingdom and they taught them the foundation. This is a pattern that we see in the book of Acts. That's what Jesus did and that's what the apostles followed and that's why they got the results. And our main endeavor or our desire is that we do the same things. Hallelujah. So we understood that we all need to keep a kingdom mentality. Kingdom mentality. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Colossians 1.15 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom. So we are already in the kingdom. Hallelujah. We are already in the kingdom. And Jesus said in Luke 17 verse 21, He said the kingdom of God is in us. So we are in the kingdom and the kingdom is in us. So wherever we go, the kingdom comes. We saw the example of the U.S. Embassy in India. Hallelujah. The U.S. Embassy, the land where it is located, is, belongs to the, to the nation of U.S. When you step inside the embassy, you are on U.S. soil. What, what are they doing? They are bringing the nation of U.S. here. And everything in there operates based on the laws of the government of the U.S.A. That's how it operates. It's the same principle. When an ambassador of India, an Indian ambassador to any other nation goes there, their needs are taken care by the Indian government. 
not the country. It's the country which you're representing takes care of your need. Where you live, the place where you operate, it all belongs to the country that he represents. It's the same way. The kingdom of God is in us. We are in the kingdom. Where we go, the kingdom comes. So we need to keep that mentality all the time. Hallelujah. We understood these things and we saw the only way a person can enter the kingdom is by being born again. That's what Jesus said. He said, you cannot, no man can enter the kingdom unless he is born again, born of the spirit. So that's the only way a person enters the kingdom. That's why we need to preach the gospel. The gospel is called the gospel of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So we understood that. Jesus said in um, Luke 4.13, He said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For this purpose, I have been sent. Hallelujah. He said, I must preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And Bible says in 1 John 4.17, As He is, so are we in this world. So that's how we are supposed to operate. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came, the kingdom came. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So today and last week, we saw that one of the, the founding principle to operate in, in the kingdom is to have a word root system. Jesus uh, uh, talked about the parable of the sower in Mark 4. We read that last week. We saw that the sower sows the seed. And it's a seed that bears fruit. And we saw as we continue reading, the, the, the seed is the seed of the word of God. And it is important for us to have a strong word-based root system. Everything... Bible says the king's word is with authority. The king's word is with authority. And that's the word that we receive. And this word that we, we, we are studying, it's the word of God, is a word full of authority. And, it, and having an understanding of this word gives us an understanding of the laws on how the kingdom operates. See, as a citizen of India, we are supposed to know our constitutional rights as a citizen of India. If you don't know the, the, your constitutional rights, anybody can take you for a ride. So they can arrest you. And you can be in jail not knowing your, constitu your, your constitutional rights. You can rot in jail. For example, one of the uh, testimonies that we've seen from pastors is Pastor Chitra's court case. The court case that lasted for 10 years. And they met so many people, they all worked on it. Ten years the case ran. Finally, they found out that there is a provision for people of Indian origin. And so, with one clause, when they found out that this clause was already there, the provision given to people of Indian origin, they won the case. I mean, it was already there. It's a lack of knowledge of what is written, what the constitution provides, that hinders you. That hinders you. And because of that, uh, because of the knowledge of what the law provides, they won the case. It was already there. Same way as citizens of the kingdom of God, what governs it is the word of God. That has full authority. So we need to know 
the word of God and establish a strong word-based root system so we can bear fruit in the kingdom. We can be useful in the kingdom and we can be used for the kingdom. Hallelujah. So that's why we are learning. So today we are just going to look at our identity in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Go with me to, let's look at the scripture in the Old Testament. Go with me to Exodus chapter 19. Verse 5. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 and 6, we will read. Okay. Now, therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Look at that. Now God here, we know the story. He delivered the people out of the bondage in Egypt, brought them out. And while he's taking them into the promised land, he's speaking to them here. What is he telling them? He said, if you indeed obey my voice, keep my covenant. You shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And then he said, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. See, he's talking to the kingdom of Israel, the children of Israel. So what did, I'm sorry, what did Israel represent? What was Israel? Israel was a kingdom established by God to bring the Messiah. Hallelujah. They're a kingdom that, was, that came into being by the faith of one man, Abraham. Through one man's faith, God brought the Messiah into the world. From that one man came the nation of Israel. And through that nation, through the Jews, came the Messiah. Adam sinned. Mankind fell. God had a plan of redemption. He was looking for one righteous man. One man with faith. And he found that man Abraham. And from Abraham came the Jews. And through Jews, salvation is of the Jews. Through Jews came Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. And he came for the whole world. Hallelujah. So what was the purpose of the nation of Israel? He said, you are to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. See, they are separated. A kingdom of priests. That means... Every person in the nation is supposed to be a priest. They were all supposed to be like that. Later, because of their disobedience, God separated the Levites. The original plan of God for Israel is every single one of them should be a priest. Every single one of them should be holy and, and separated for God. Because why? Because through them the Messiah is coming. The kingdom of priests. So, they were special people. And if you look at the way the Jews considered other people, they considered everybody else as Gentiles. People, no covenant. We are special people. We have a covenant with God. We are special. So, they considered other people as unclean. They don't interact with them much. They don't deal with them much. So, that's how they were thinking. So when Jesus came, the first message he preached was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, Repent, 
Repent means change your thinking. It's not just the, about the kingdom of Israel now. It's the kingdom of heaven and it's for the whole world. It's not the kingdom of Israel. It's the kingdom of heaven and it's for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall have life. They will not perish. That's what the word says, John 3.16. So now, Israel, that is God's purpose. You are supposed to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. If that is the will of God for Israel, Bible says we are the heavenly Israel right now. The spiritual Israel. We are the spiritual seed of Abraham. See, they are the natural seed. They came from Abraham, naturally. Children, children's children. That's how the nation of Israel was formed. They are one big family. Every single person is related to each other. Imagine that. One whole nation. They were spread across the world. They all came back together. But they are one big family. They came from one man, Abraham. Hallelujah. But today, when you call upon the name of Jesus, you become Abraham's seed. That's what the Bible says, Galatians 3. We are Abraham's seed now. We are Abraham's spiritual offsprings, spiritual children. We are the spiritual Jews today. Hallelujah. So, what is the purpose of God for us? Let's look at that. 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. Look at that. What did Peter say? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. See, what did he talk about Israel? They are a holy nation. Look at that. What did he say? You are a holy nation. In Exodus chapter 19 verse 6 we said, You are supposed to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That is the purpose of Israel. Today, Peter is talking to the church, to the body of Christ. He said, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, the church. Hallelujah. We are not just priests now. We are royal priests. Royal priests. What is the meaning of royal priests? Go with me to Revelations chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, we will read from verse 4. It says, John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Look at that. Let me stop there. So, John is writing to, to whom? 
to the seven churches in Asia. So it is talking to us also. Churches. Hallelujah. Today we are the church in Asia. Hallelujah. And he said, grace to you, peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth. Look at that. What did he say? Ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Look at that. What did he make us? Kings and priests. Kings and priests. That's who we are. We are kings and priests. See, Jesus came. He established the kingdom. He went back. Today, who is on the earth? We are on the earth. Who are we like? Him. Hallelujah. What is the name of Jesus? What do you call Jesus? Let's see in uh, the Revelations chapter 19. Verse 16 says, in fact, you can read from verse 11 onwards. It's talking about, now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that he should strike the nations he himself will rule them with a rod of iron verse 16 says and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords see his name is called king of kings, kings. who are the kings Jesus. we we are the kings he is the king of kings hallelujah look at that he made us Kings and priests to God. Kings and priests. Why are we king? What is the purpose of a king? The main job of a king is to establish the kingdom. To rule the kingdom with full authority. So wherever we go, we bring the kingdom. And we establish the kingdom of God there. How? With our words of authority. By speaking the word of God. Hallelujah. We are kings for God. What does the king do? Release his word and establish authority. So as kings of God, what are we supposed to do? Romans 5. Verse 17. I'll read from the Amplified. Romans 5, 17 says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more, surely... I like this word, surely. Surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness, putting them in right standing with himself, they shall reign as kings in this life through the one man, Jesus Christ. 
What shall we do? We will reign as kings in this life. Not after we reach heaven. Not after we reach heaven. While we are on the earth right now, we will reign as kings. We will reign as kings. What does the king do? He will always reign. Whatever he does, his main purpose is to reign and rule in righteousness. The right way. Establishing the kingdom. That's our main purpose. That's why 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and through us spreads the savor of his knowledge in every place. In fact, let me read that in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians 2.14 I like that in Amplified. Let me get that here. But thanks be to God who in Christ Jesus always leads us, leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Look at that. It says, He leads us in triumph. We are kings of God. What does He do? He leads us in triumph. The king has victory. We are ruling and reigning in every situation, every circumstance, Whatever the devil throws against us, whatever the world throws against us, we will rule and reign as a king. How do we rule? With the word. The word of a king is with authority. Jesus said in Matthew 28, all power and authority has been given to me. Let's read that. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Verse I'll read from King James here. Yeah. Sorry, Matthew 18. I think. Sorry, 28, 18. Yeah. 28, 18. Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, or disciple all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things where, what I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I like this. He said, all power and authority is given to me. What are you supposed to do? Go and make disciples. How? By teaching them what I taught, taught you. When you teach the word of God, each one of us, as you speak, the word of God. The authority that Jesus has is backing the word. Because whose word is it? His word. Who is Jesus? He is the word that became flesh. See, we read in Revelation. Let's look at that verse again. In Revelation that we read before 19. Verse 13 says, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called, what? The word of God. His name is called the word of God. John 1 says he is the word that became flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That's John chapter 1 verse 1. The verse 14 says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So one of the name of Jesus is the word of God. Hallelujah. And when that word is released, the authority that Jesus has is backing it. 
He said, all authority is given to him in heaven and in earth. So anytime you speak the word of Jesus, you are releasing the words of the king. The king of kings. As a king, we release the words of the king of kings. And what happens? The word of Bible says, the word of a king is with authority. Let me give you that scripture. Do you know the reference to that verse? Word. Let me get that. I know that. Let me just get that. I think it's... Somewhere in Proverbs. Ecclesiastes 8.4 It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Hallelujah. There's one more there's one more verse. Let me get that for you. I'm not I'm not getting that but we saw that in Ecclesiastes where the word of a king is there is power what power is backing it the authority of the king hallelujah the authority of the king is backing the, that words hallelujah the position that he has hallelujah so we need to understand number 1 we are kings our main purpose is to rule and reign in this life. In every circumstances. No matter what the problem is. Whatever the world throws at you. You need to know as a king, you rule and dominate. You rule and dominate. Financial problem, you speak to it. No, I rule and dominate. I am a king in the kingdom of God. And what I do is I establish the kingdom of heaven. And my needs are taken care of by heaven. I operate under heaven's economy. The news channel may be saying, Indian economy is going down, recession is coming. But you are a king. You are backed by heaven. Our God supplies all our needs according to His riches in glory. In Christ Jesus, the anointed one. In the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the one whom we work for. We are under the King of Kings. He is not under recession. His economy is always thriving. Hallelujah. We need to understand that. The gold prices may be going up, coming down. Going up, coming down. But in heaven, there is only one price for it. Street level. <laughs> That's street level. 
The streets in heaven are of gold. The street, the roadside, tar. That is gold standard in heaven. Hallelujah. The price doesn't fluctuate. So we don't have to worry about heaven's economy. It is standard. The price of gold doesn't fluctuate there. So we are here to establish the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We, as kings, number one, as kings. As kings, we have authority. Let's look at a few more verses here. Re again, Revelation. Chapter 5. Verse 10. I'll read from Amplified. It says, And you have made them a kingdom, a royal race, and priest to our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. Look at that. It's talking about us. You have made them, I like this, a kingdom, a royal race. <coughs> a royal race. We are royal. You need to understand that. It doesn't matter how your bank account looks. You are royal. Amen. You are royal. Amen. A royal race. Amen. So forget the natural race and tribe and, and place that you come from. I'm a royal race. Amen. I'm a royal race. I come from the kingdom and priest to our God. And what will you do? You will reign as kings over the earth. That's our position. So today I want you, this reality to sink inside you. Your main job is to rule and reign as kings. Amen. This house building situation, you are going to rule over it. Amen. You have to establish the kingdom by speaking the word. <laughs> you speak. Stand there and speak. This is my property. Amen. I am a high priest. Sorry, I'm a priest in the kingdom of God. Jesus is our high priest. Sorry. Let me correct myself. He is our high priest. We are priests of God. We are the kings of God. Hallelujah. You establish it. Your word carries power. Hallelujah. So we need to understand that. Hallelujah. So start getting a revelation of this. These scriptures, go back today. Go through these scriptures. Listen to them over and over again. Read it. Put it before your eyes. Revelation 5. Let's read verse 17. Again, I like the amplified version. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. We read... Sorry, go to 22 verse 5. Revelation 22 verse 5. I'll show you your eternal roles also. It's the last chapter in the book of Revelation. And there shall be no more night. They have no need for a lamplight or sunlight. For the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light. And they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of the eternities. I like this. That's the Amplified Bible. It says you will reign. This is our future. After Jesus establishes the kingdom. It says they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of the eternities. My goodness. Reigning as kings. 
Who is this talking about? Us. That's our identity. So, what is the plan of God? The prayer, the Lord's prayer, He said, May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is His will for us in heaven? That you will reign as kings for eternities from eternities. Man, that is amazing. And what is His will for us on the earth? To rule and reign as kings. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom mentality. Keeping this in your mind will help you overcome whatever situation, whatever the devil throws at you. You still laugh at him and say, I am the king. I am the king. We had a Malayalam movie with uh, Mamoti acting called King. So, I mean, that is nothing. All the, all the movie stars, no matter what they flaunt, what they show, we are kings. We are the church, a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. So we need to get a revelation of this. So that is about kings. So now let's look at the priesthood part. First Peter chapter 2. We understood we are royal priesthood, a holy nation. Verse 5. 1 Peter 2 verse 5 says, And you also, Hallelujah, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Who? We. We are built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. And what is our job? To offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. A royal priesthood. A holy priesthood. What's our job? Offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. The Amplified puts it like this. You're a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood. I like this. Holy Dedicated, consecrated priesthood. Can you imagine yourself as a priest? Can you imagine yourself? Look at the description. A holy, dedicated, consecrated priest. Just close. I, I want you to do this. Just close your eyes. Just say this to yourself. I am a holy, consecrated, dedicated priest for God. Imagine the, 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 the deepness of that. How heavy it is. You are a priest. Each one of us with our weaknesses, with, the, with our faults, you're a priest for God. We are priests for God. Hallelujah. And what, what does a priest do? He offers sacrifices. He brings offerings. He stands for the people. Intercedes for the people. Brings the sacrifices for the people. Hallelujah. So that's what the priest does. Let's see, let's see the example of Paul. What he did. Romans chapter 1. Verse 9. The Amplified is written like this. For God is my witness. Whom I serve with my whole spirit. Rendering priestly and spiritual service in preaching the gospel and telling the good news of his son. Look at that. He said, I serve God with my spirit 
And how do you serve? Rendering, where is it? Sorry. Priestly and spiritual service in preaching the gospel. So number one, your spiritual priesthood service is to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. You may not be an appointed evangelist or an apostle or a prophet. But you as a priest of God, you have a service to preach the gospel. You have a service to preach the gospel. What are you doing when you preach the gospel? You are bringing the offering that Jesus paid before them. You are telling them, hey, the sins, there is a mega offering that Jesus paid. He is the high priest. He paid the biggest offering. Come. Come. Come into this kingdom. Let me guide you. Let me bring you to the king of kings. Let me bring you to the high priest. He paid the offering for your sin. And what do you do? You bring them. You bring them. You offer them the kingdom. Hallelujah. It's your job. It's your service as a priest. It's a priestly spiritual service. Romans chapter 15 verse 16 This verse explains it. In making me, Paul is talking about himself, in making me a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, I act in the priestly service of the gospel of God in order that the sacrificial offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable to God, consecrated, made holy by the Holy Spirit. So what is he offering as a priest? He says, in the priestly service of the gospel of God. And what is the sacrificial offering that he is bringing? The Gentiles, the unbelievers. He is bringing them. They are the offering. Bringing them to God to make them acceptable to God. Each one of us has this calling to preach the gospel. When you preach the gospel to them, what are you doing? You are bringing them before God. You are offering them. To make them acceptable before God. Blameless, pure and holy through the Holy Spirit. When they receive Jesus, what, what is happening? You are bringing them before God. You are, the, you are doing a priestly service there. Hallelujah. I'm talking about you and me. This is our job. Job description in the kingdom of God. Royal priesthood. Kings and priests of God. Hallelujah. I like this. Ooh, I'm, I'm just shaking. Just the revelation of it is hitting me. It is hitting me strong. Hebrews chapter 12. Sorry, 13. Verse 15. This is the next part of your priestly service. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Therefore, sorry, through him therefore, 
let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise which is the fruit of our lips. Thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. Look at that. You're bringing another sacrifice. What is that? The fruit of your lips. Offering that is pleasing to, pleasing to God. A sacrifice of praise. You're offering to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of your lips. It does not say you're offering complaints, crying, bringing your problems. No. Even in, your, in the midst of your problem, you bring an offering to God. You bring a sacrifice. It is called a sacrifice of praise. What is the sacrifice of praise? The fruit of your lips. You just use your lips. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You deliver me. Hallelujah. We praise you. I worship you. You are my Lord. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. You're so good to me. You've delivered me from the power of darkness. Translated me into the kingdom of your son. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. What are you doing? You're bringing sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips. What does it say? Giving thanks to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Thank you. Thank you for being our high priest. Thank you. You're the king of kings and lord of lords. Thank you for the finished work on the cross. Thank you for the greatest offering. See, what are you doing? Fruit of your lips. Giving thanks to his name. That is your spiritual priestly duty spiritual priestly duty as kings you're supposed to rule and dominate as priests you preach the king, uh, the gospel of the kingdom bring the people as an offering and for yourself you bring sacrifices of praise sacrifices of praise that's our identity in the kingdom that's your job description in the kingdom Kings and priests. A holy nation. Oh, I love this. Hebrews 10.10 says, And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated and and sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. We've been made holy, consecrated and sanctified. You are holy. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside us. The Holy Spirit cannot live in an unholy place. Why is He living inside you? Because you're holy. Because of the sacrifice Jesus paid, He made you holy. But brother, you don't know what I did today morning. That is because your mind was not renewed. You had some wrong thinking in your mind that caused your body to do the wrong thing. But in your spirit, you are seated with Him in the right hand of God, in the heavenly places, in Christ, far above all principality, power, might and dominion, every name that can be named. That's Ephesians 1 verses 19 onwards. Hallelujah. That's our position. Ephesians 2 verse 6 and 7 says we are seated with Him. He he raised us up together, made us sit together 
in Christ, in the heavenly places. That's our position. Hallelujah. So kings and priests. Hallelujah. So anytime you go out there, remember who you are. Remember who you are. I'm a king. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. We are all spiritual sons. In the spirit, there is no male or female. We are The real person who we are is the spirit. We are all sons of God in the spirit. We are all kings in the spirit. We rule and reign in this life here on the earth. Right now, no matter what we are going through, we will rule and reign. And we do our, high, uh, sorry, our priestly services. Jesus is our high priest. You read Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is a full description of the high priestly um, present day ministry of Jesus Christ. He is at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us. He is our high priest. Bible says he is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. If you read the book of Hebrews, it just going on and on and on describing Jesus as the high priest. He is the high priest. We are priests under him. We are holy, consecrated, sanctified, separated for him. We preach the gospel. We offer them acceptable to Jesus Christ, to God through Jesus Christ. And for our own problems, we offer sacrifices of praise. Hallelujah. I want you to understand this. I want you to have this set in your mind. Wherever you go, whatever you do, remember who you are. A royal priesthood. Kings and priests of God. Whatever business we are doing, wherever we go, whichever institution we are wor working for, or we are studying, or whatever it is. You are kings and priests. In your job, you will rule and reign. In your business, you will rule and reign. In your family situations, whatever problems the devil throws at you, you will rule and reign. Hallelujah. So I believe you understood this. This is the kingdom. Kingdom mentality. So as believers... As children of God, as disciples of Christ, we need to keep this mentality the whole time. We are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. I believe you understood this. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We, we thank you for who we are, whom you made us, Lord. We are a royal priesthood. Kings and rulers and high priests Sorry, and priests. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for your word. We thank you. 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 That's how you identify us, Lord, as kings and priests to God, our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we will reign as kings in this life. Hallelujah. No matter what the situation is, we will reign as kings in this life and in the kingdom to come, in the life to come. And for eternities to eternities, forever with you. Thank you so much. That's what your word says. We believe that, Lord. Thank you for every person under the sound of my voice, Lord. Today, as they hear this message, 
thank you that let this reality sink in them. That they are a royal race. A royal priesthood. Anointed as kings and priests of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you so much, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen.